Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. This is another topic in which I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. Casey's well, been doing the gathering of information. Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like between the two of us, mm -hmm. I am the one who is tends to be a little more rigorous. No! In his, he in his own head. Oh, okay. Right? We're both usually not correct. You know? <laughs> well, I think the problem is We get this. confused. It's true. I just, in my like, head, I, I believe so I know what I'm talking I see something like podcast and right. send it to you. Yes. And then that's the last time I think about it. I should probably search yeah. the podcast right. before we begin. Probably. But you're not even organized not to do that. Yeah, that's true. So I, this, this was a topic that I thought was totally worth talking about. Mm -hmm. e even just from a practical standpoint. Like just, this is something that someone needs to actually put out there. Okay. And I feel like we could do a good job of laying the groundwork for it. I see. For a, a compendium of this sort or of, of what actually needs to happen by hashing out in the podcast once just to see where we land. Okay. This is motivated by the fact that recently I, <clears throat> as I'm sure you've seen, the Ouya, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly... The that's, O U Y A okay. console that that's was on the Kickstarter. Thing that's the Android based. It's a little cube, cube mm -hmm. that you can play. T it's a Tegra 3. It's mm -hmm. a Tegra 3 inside a cube with a controller. That is what it is. Okay. Right? And it's $99. You can go buy them now. They're out. Um, they're fulfilling orders now or whatever. Right. So Wait, you can buy them? I didn't know that. They're yes, done? Yes. They are, they are actively shipping to the pre-order people right now. Okay. So you can order and it'll be, you know, I don't know if it's a month or... It, they're not quite at the time when they've got surplus. Right. Because they are just started filling the orders of the, all the people who are on Kickstarter who okay. ordered them. How much but are they? $99. Okay. Um, that's, well, I don't... Yeah. I'm not an Ouya spokesperson. I don't know. I think it's $99 for a console. I feel like it doesn't matter. We should... Assuming what we're going to talk about is anything like we normally talk about, yeah. it'll be clear that we're not a spook moment <laughs> by the time we're done. But no, okay. that's not all true. Right. I am not here to bash the Ouya at all. all. Right. Okay. Right. So I looked at that, and so one of the things that obviously, if anyone who follows the, the podcast know, especially with our very first video podcast, I was like, it, Console and PC people, it's a disaster. Like, we are letting our mm -hmm. future be determined by people who don't have our best interest in mind, who are interested in doing nothing but extracting money from us, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? right? I said a lot of very negative things, all of which I totally stand behind mm -hmm. um, on, uh, as a part of, like, Windows and all these sort of things that are happening. So the UI is a little bit interesting because they were at least sort of purporting to be, like, an open platform, okay. right? And so, like, one of the things that they... There's still a store, though. So, right? uh, yeah, and I don't necessarily want to go into that part okay. of it quite yet um, because I think that, uh, you know, remains to be seen, what, what actually happens when, when that turns out. But, you know, one of the things they said was, like, they're not trying to prohibit people from, say, just wiping the BIOS, like, wiping, not the BIOS, but wiping the installed system and just, like... Taking over the box. It's like, okay. hey, you know, like, so the things that you might do with, like, a PlayStation where it's like, oh, I just put Linux on this or something right. that Sony then, like, cracked down on and all those okay. sorts of things. Like, they're actually saying no. It's like, if you just want to use this as a computing device that you, you just may. think you can. Right. And to me, that's, like, a positive step. Again, okay. you know, I don't necessarily think, based on some of the stuff I've heard from Ouya, that it's like, this is the be-all and end-all, great company, whatever. But yeah, that was a positive. Yep. Right? Okay. So I'm interested to see what they do with this. So I wanted to see what, you know, what's going on. I download their SDK. Mm -hmm. And in the SDK, I find that it's basically all Java. It's just Java, right? Okay. It's an SDK. Which makes sense because it's an Android device. Mm -hmm. And with absent the NDK, which is the, you know, the native, the way that you can program right. Java natively um, for certain Android platforms. 
absent the NDK, that is what a Java, that is what an Android device is. It is a Java device, the OS interfaces with you in Java. Even right. if you did write native code, you have to have like a layer right. there and that sort of stuff, right? So this bothers me <laughs> because I feel like there is a, an overwhelming trend in all of the spaces besides the hardest core game enclaves, like Xbox, PlayStation, like that kind of level. Mm -hmm. There is an overwhelming trend towards people not appreciating the need for native code mm -hmm. and people overestimating the value of intermediate layers. Right. And so what I wanted to do was kind of have a podcast where we explain to people who may not know why these are true right. or who may think they know and disagree and have not heard good arguments to the contrary right. about why these things are bad. And we've seen it a couple times now. The first Windows phone, when they shipped that, mm -hmm. and I don't know if they've fixed that by now. They were claimed they were claiming they were going to fix it. Windows eight but phones, I think you, you can, can do native. native. Okay, so the original like Windows, I have a funny story about that. But okay, continue. So like Windows Phone seven right. and like that sort of stuff shipped out of the gate, no ability to do native. Android phone shipped out of the gate, native, no ability to do native. Came along with the NDK. It's only a partial solution. Right. It you know it's like you, it's still Java on the other end, yeah. but it's it's better. It's know, a nightmare, but right, yes, it's, it's yeah. a bit of a nightmare. Um, and so, like, uh, now we've got the Ouya shipping, which is ostensibly a game console, which if, if you normally think of game console, you think performance is important because latency and, like, the frame rate and these sorts of things are very important to the experience of playing a huge section of the types of games that there are out there currently. You'd think that would really care about things like performance. Nope, it's, you know, what they ship to developers was Java only, basically. Mm -hmm. I post on Twitter... Hey, where's the native code stuff? I've posted it multiple times now. No answer from them or right. anyone else, right? And so I feel like this trend is disturbing, and I'd like to just kind of talk about right. why it's important that we stop thinking this way. Right. I think there's a whole bunch there to unpack, too. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of uh, incorrect engineering assumptions all the way up and down that I, stack. I believe so as well. Um, so we can, we can start anywhere, but yeah. I prefer to start with the fact, uh, the fallacy of people always saying, if you JIT code, it's going to be just as fast as native. Okay. And someday the JITs are going to be that good. Which, by the way, right. is the same argument you almost always hear from garbage collection people mm -hmm. uh, that are like, either it's already good enough, right. look at this example where we instrumented someone's often Java code, which right. makes it even more hilarious, where we instrumented something to determine how fast it would or right. wouldn't be... And then well, there's, or they say, well, it's not there yet, but it will get there. Like well, eventually, the, one, the one I get mostly with garbage collection proponents are, if it's not fast enough, it's because you're doing it wrong. Really? And then they say, here, okay, that's, here, I, I, here's don't, a, I don't hear that. One yeah, I hear that one all the time. Wow. And they're like, the way you do this, yeah. And they have a whole series of like, you pre-allocate the arrays, you do this, this, yeah. this. So you the idea is, you architect your system as much as possible so you don't hit the garbage collector. <laughs> And I'm like, that <laughs> means there's no you point. Not only, management. Yeah. not only yeah. are you manually effectively doing the memory ma management, just like you did before, right. but you also have this cliff when you fuck up. Right? Right, right. So it's the worst of both worlds. Yes. And again, 99% of the time, these people are programming in a way that makes that unnecessary. Like yeah. there are some things like, hey, enclosure heavy languages, things like that, where you're doing lots of small allocations and... 
currying values and all that around like, hey, there's some places where garbage collection allows you to think about code in a slightly different way yeah. that might have an advantage. 99% of the time you're in Objective-C or Java or whatever, which is not that way. Very rarely do you get the win of doing that. You right. just get the loss and yeah. you get the stuff. And none of these people, all of these people are ending up thinking about these things in terms of uh, uh, them as a user of the garbage collection. Right. Right. And so I have a hard time with that since yet yeah, rad, we have a garbage collected thing when we had to do Iggy, the okay. the, the flash based system which uses action script, which is a, basically yes. a, a slightly weird subset, superset of JavaScript. Right. It's, it's an ECMA derivative, yes. right? Yeah. And action script three is two was not, right? right. Two is like a separate thing. Uh, and three is like the full they, they switched I think to JavaScript, yeah. I believe, but yes. Um uh Yeah. So anyway, like we have experience with this. Right. Because that language is spec to have a garbage and collector, so we if have you're somebody, it, you have to have and, a and, and if you can think about a large language or a, a, a browser or something like that <clears> where you're writing one of these big, sprawling garbage collectors, you know, like a lot of people are going to work on it. And it's going to be this thing where, like, hey, when you have something that's complicated that's performance-dependent, uh, uh, you can things can fall through the cracks. Yes. Okay, at Rad, we have Sean who wrote the whole goddamn thing himself, yes. so it's in his head. And even then, yeah. it's at the edge of what you can hold in your head. Okay. Um, but like, he's aware of all the trade-offs. One right. Way, yes. Right. Yeah. And uh, even with that, and also being a very optimized uh, to the point of like, uh, we do things that you wouldn't do if you were trying to make the most stable, most robust code. Like there's a lot of stuff we do to avoid things going through the garbage collector. There's huge chunks of the action script language. Uh, I'm sorry, the action, not the action script language, the action script uh, environment that we try to like uh, uh, broker through these um, kind of friend classes right, that don't okay. go through the yeah. garbage collector, all this. Um, it's a fucking disaster. Yeah. And that's with a very good optimized one, which one person has in his brain at any one time. So you can imagine something big. It's yeah. not going to mean any, like no one knows how they work, right? right Especially, yeah. I mean, even then, like it's complicated algorithms like garbage collection, like things that walk lots of links and all that. You ostensibly know how they work, right? right you know, yes. you know I, I walk this thing and I color right. graph and then, then the things that don't have the color are the right. islands and then we delete but them. But you failed to think of cases X, Y, and Z that happen and, rarely. And, yeah, and yeah. then you are, you, are, you are taking a complicated thing and squishing it down into like we're coloring this algorithm and like, oh, it's a simple, we made that into a simple, and that's a very complicated task. So... It's my opinion that even when you have one person, there are still lots of surprises in yes. there. And we don't have good ways to think about things uh, or even great ways to visualize what's going on uh, a lot of the time. Even to the point where um, when you know when uh, Sean put in dot, dot support so we could like draw out what the garbage collector, it's still surprising. You're like, wow, there's like right. It's like oh, that ten thousand things and, oh, in an that, empty, yeah, right. an empty Swift. Yeah. And you're like, so uh, in my opinion, it's really hard for me to have a uh, a conversation with the proponents of that in the sense that we make this, we use one, right, right. we are not a user of, we make this, right, right. and we don't have. It is in Rad's best interest to say that garbage collection is awesome because it's part <laughs> of Iggy. It's not. It is not. It is a terrible thing. Right. And um, yeah. you very rarely get the win that you're supposed to. It's just one of those things that lets you write 
code sloppy and not being careful. It's an careful. excuse to write it sloppy, yeah. And you will almost always have to end up fixing that later on, right. whether the garbage collect, whether the memory management part of it was the problem not or not. Yes. You will have to fix that code. So you might as well be uh, somewhat enforced in writing it well in the first place because you can't really, if you really architect your whole thing knowing garbage collection is around, you don't think about Hey, this the cash effects of these things. Right, yeah, you're just doing yeah. these, and 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 that's not something you think about till you're at the, at the end of a project. And we've talked before about how I think most programmers try to be super effective at the beginning of a project, at the expense of the end. Right. And all programmers have time at the beginning of the project. Right. They have none at the end. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. make that mistake <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. But it is something that people need to think about of. Uh, do you want systems that fail in um, very opaque ways late in the project? If you have a system, garbage collection is definitely one like that. And I would say even when you go on to the, the scripting part separately, it, which I think is also true, is uh, you're, you're really putting yourself under, in, under pressure at the point where you would want the least, least pressure. Least like because there's other that's shit true. that's going to go wrong too. Well, okay. so for, for garbage collection... So we can, I mean, yeah. that, uh, as a vendor of something that sells garbage collection, I think it's 100% bad. Yeah. And then, like, if we had, it's, it's in particular for the, the um, uh, uh, procedural imperative kinds of languages that we have. Now, for something, when you go to highly uh, pure functional languages... There probably is some wins there because you can do a lot of calculus on the code and like shrink things down to, but that's not the, what we write in. And if the reality is these are the things that, this is the kinds of languages we program in, putting a garbage collector on, on them and then having to manage the garbage collector is just, it's insane. just yeah. wrong. That's it's just, a, it, just period, wrong. There's no debating that. There's no getting to the point where that's going to be a win because I can give you examples of very common usages that have failed. Answer. Well, so here's the, the thing that I would say about the garbage collector on a meta level, right? Because you're actually talking about practical problems with garbage yeah. collection, which I think are all actually totally true. But I think there's a meta problem with garbage collection, which is that for any given program, there is an optimal way to manage the memory for that program. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a given. It's like, at some level, we can say that, you know, if, if you have the magic oracle, that you could say, is there any way to get more efficient at managing the members of this program, and it says, no, you've hit like some maximally efficient okay. state, right? Whatever that thing is, you could just implement in the program, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning, we know that you can, you know, it's a computer, it can only run the things we code on it, so whatever that thing is, you could have implemented that thing, right? right. So garbage collection, at best, could only be that thing that you implement. Mm -hmm. And everything beyond that is just it getting worse, right? In other words, everything that it could be that isn't that optimal thing is adding cruft to your program. Okay. It's the cycles you didn't need to spend, it's memory overhead you didn't need to spend, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the question that I usually ask about garbage collection is for this, all this code that I am writing, is a garbage collector more likely to hit near that point than what I will have time to write myself in this code? Right. Because that's really the trade-off that we're making here. It's like, can the garbage collector get me as close to that as I would have had to spend, you know, as whatever time I could allocate on this project. Because obviously it's all about time. If a garbage collector doesn't, you know, does a good enough job but saves me six months of time somehow, mm -hmm. right, 
then obviously, you know, I'm more persuaded by that argument that maybe I should start using this garbage collector mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But the truth of the matter is, A, I spend almost no programming time on memory management. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if you're not a career programmer, like maybe you've only been programming for five years, ten years, I don't know, I've been programming a long time, admittedly. Maybe if you don't really get memory management, right. then it's like, well, this saves a huge chunk of time. I don't spend any time managing memory. That's right. not like a thing that I do, right? So I don't really think about that. And the efficiency that I tend to get on memory management is usually massive. Like I tend to be like, I allocate a bunch of things at the beginning of a program and the number of allocations I have per frame is sometimes zero. Sometimes it's like two or three, mm -hmm. you know, or something like this, right? So it's the amount of memory overhead that I have in a typical project that I'm doing is very, very, right. very small, right? right? It's super tiny. So garbage collection can, doesn't even seem to approach, like I can't even see the meta argument for it. It's like, you're taking something, I'm telling you that right. I was, if I'm gonna go come program for whatever your thing is, I can get, for very little work, I can get essentially no overhead for right. memory management. And you're telling me that you're gonna add this whole system with an unpredictable set of code right. that I would have to like and understand no, how it works. And that we have very little visibility into. Even the right. guys that write it, right. honestly, are so, I feel yeah. like don't really And sometimes you're, not, you're not necessarily even gonna give me tools to visualize or right. any of that stuff. And you're telling me that I should just trust that it will do as good as essentially 0% overhead right. for my entire project, which is what I know that I can achieve. And I'm like, that's insane. I know this isn't true. Right. Like, I've seen how these garbage collectors are implemented. I understand how they work. They are way less efficient than what I right. do by default on a daily basis with no effort, really. Right. No, not even any thought. And sometimes I've done some pretty creative memory management things, right, for different, you know, styles of stuff. And maybe we could have a talk about whether the garbage collector ends up doing as good as those or and whether the time I spent on those was time. But that's... Not the common case, right, right. right? The common case is it's very simple what yeah. you actually need to do in a game engine in well, terms of the memory management. And I think, so in terms of, of that, it's like if you come to me and you say our platform required, like you have to use memory management, immediately I'm like, you don't obviously understand right. the way I write code at all. Right. And I think I there's a fair number of people who write code like I do in the game industry. Yeah. I'm not yeah. uncommon. Yeah, I feel like games are uh, a little unique in that way. and But I also don't, I think, that's nothing special about other code that doesn't make it not that either, right? Mm -hmm. Again, like, I just don't think memory, ma like, the common things are, oh, hey, it's just easier to write code like that because, especially for tools, hey, I've got a solution for you. I've got 32 gigabytes in my machine. <laughs> don't free any memory. But tools, I mean, it's just like silly, about, right? I, but I, I just, even, yeah. I, I, just, I mean, that's one that comes up right, a lot. Right, oh, yeah. it's so easy with strings. I'm like, I got an idea. Just malloc yeah. every time you need a string, that's it. <laughs> don't call free ever and you know what you're not going to use 32 gigabytes yeah. operating on the strings in this text file I promise well and most so, of the things but, but yeah. again and, 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 uh, the other thing I would say about like optimal uh, memory management and, and not is well I'll say a couple things one is if the garbage collector matches up with the optimal use right then you're great right if it doesn't, right. you're fucked because you can't go reprogram the memory. Right. There's no way you can get any right. closer. Right. Yeah. In in when you're just doing it yourself, right. which is not that much more complicated, in right. my opinion, and never has been for me. Before, I have not found it to be true. Yeah. Then, uh, then the then the opposite holds in which you can actually go. Oh, we're getting fucked on too much memory use. 
or we're getting fucked on the sense that we're really thrashing the cash. Yeah. And you can make it one person's job just to go change that. Right, yes. And, be, and it, you can do it. Because you it's can see possible. all the code. You know exactly yes, what's going and on. It's, you don't have to understand someone else's system to fix it. Right. right? And, and there's a lot of stuff. And, and, and it inserts, I guess the better way to say it is it... It inserts a black box into your process, yeah. basically. It inserts something that you will have to decrypt and understand in order to right. achieve performance, which and you well, never I would, want. Again, and you I would never, say, ever want that. Right? I, I just, again, I would say one thing about that is I, is I don't think it's even a performance question for me. Yes, that's, that's there, right. and yes, that has a point to it. Yeah. I really don't think it wins. It only can possibly lose. And maybe right. it doesn't lose for you, and great. But right. don't try to tell me that a system that right. can lose is better than a system that that I can fix. Because right, I right. can't. If your garbage <laughs> right. collector fucks me, right. I can't do anything right. about it. And I think so, that, that sort of hits at the core thing, again, which is that... So an argument about garbage collection, right, is something you can have. And we can have people on either side say, here's why garbage collection is stupid. And here's someone else says, here's why garbage collection is smart. But there's one thing that we can't have an argument about. And that is whether or not there's a lot of argument about whether garbage collection is right. We know for a fact, it is an objective truth, that there is a lot of argument among programmers about whether or not there should be a garbage collector, mm -hmm. right? So if you are shipping a system that requires a garbage collection, you know immediately you are alienating a large portion, Some portion of, those of very serious yeah. programmers. Programmers who care enough about programming that they will take time to argue right. about how memory is allocated. Why would you do that? Right, right. Because a garbage collector is something you can just ship as a side thing. Yep. You don't, don't your ever design a language yep. that requires garbage collection. Design a language where you can say if you want garbage collection because then the people who do think it's okay can turn it on mm -hmm. and the people or who write don't... Their own. Don't. Right? Yeah. right? There's absolutely no reason to ever ship a language that requires garbage collection for features in the language that do not need it. Right. Now, if you have a language feature that requires garbage collection and you want to say, if you choose to use this feature, it must go through the garbage collector, right. I don't think anyone's going to complain about right. that. And I think the standard things are, there are some ways to write algorithms in the presence of garbage collection where you can... You can rely on the fact that it's running there and then possibly get some acceleration. Like there's right. copy and write semantics, things like that you can get some win out of. Again, I would argue I think, those have nothing to do with garbage collection. Well, I would just say all those things end up being just more complexity on top of something that's already complex and you will not be able to understand really what your code is right, doing. And then but getting, copy on write has nothing to do with garbage collection. I'm just that is an OS, like, that is if you have control of the memory system. No, I mean, I'm not saying so, that kind. I'm saying the okay. kind where, I mean, there, garbage collection does this a lot where they're like taking pointers, silent pointers to things. And then like, if you change them, like you can do, you can go crazy when the garbage collector is controlling all the memory right. and you know where all the links are, you can go as nutso as you want on that stuff. Again, my argument is that's putting complexity in the wrong place. Yeah. It's putting complexity in a place where you're not going to be able to visualize and you're going to end up being fucked by it because somebody's going to use it differently. And I think code's hard. Code's complicated, right? <laughs> any any time you actually graph code, whether it's in telemetry, whether it's in the kind of you're things like, where well, we, <laughs> you, well, even if even if, even when we grab a frame yeah. of a game, right. right, with all of our capture tools yeah. that we did for Larrabee, yeah. we capture those, and you're like, oh my god, and just graphing out the right. dependency tree of a single frame just of the graphics subsystem, right, right, 
it was surprising. Like, I remember yeah. we did this for Braid. Braid right. is a 2D game. Right. We graphed it out, and then there was one place in there that Sean looked at, and he had shrunk one of the light buffers. I think it was a light buffer. Anyway, it was one of the render targets was half height, but not half width. And he was like, oh, shit. That's just broken. And then later on, he went, no, that was intentional. But like, <laughs> right, because you can't remember. But you can't. And, right? and that, that's just so, you have so many decisions that it, you that's made. That's why it's yeah, so yeah. complicated. Right. And so anything that makes that blacker or more opaque, that system, is, a, is, is in my opinion, and I'm not even talking about performance, I think making a program un, yes. uh, a more predictable, easier to debug, all those things. Yes is always a win because you're going to run out of time. So there's an interesting and there's an interesting subtle point there, which is that mo I think most people think garbage collection made programming easier. They, yeah. they think it decomplexifies it. And the truth of the matter is, it only makes it less complex if you never care about what actually happened. And the problem is, you always do. <laughs> the game industry is such that when we ship things, it always comes down to hitting 30 frames a second, 60 frames a second. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever becomes irrelevant. Yeah. It always, the strangest things will turn out to be stuff that you have to track yeah. down and fix. And I think that really does make it a little different from other types of programming, yeah. perhaps. Maybe people coming from like a web background, it's like, ah, yeah, the server took two extra seconds to respond that time. It doesn't matter because your web's down half the time, yeah. otherwise, you know, whatever. It's a very, it's a much more, you know, sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A much, a much more variant level of experience. Right. You're not expecting a web app to be 30 frames a second, always on, never miss, right? right. And so but just, you are expecting web servers not to have denial of service based on performance implications that you don't understand. So like, I think but, it's but wrong just, even in those cases. But I'm just saying there's a lot, in other words, the, the, some web developers are thinking about those things. There's plenty of web developers who are just like, I just, we're putting up a website, yeah. whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And you can see why under those constraints, maybe you're not ever gonna get to the part where you even ever thought about memory management. It doesn't even enter into your sphere of whatever, yeah. right? So just like everything leaks or who knows what it does, doesn't, you know, it just, so you say garbage collection or not, and it's not the same kind of thing. Yeah. But the problem with game development tends to be that even today, with today's hardware, a lot of games that you wouldn't even think it would matter, if they actually want to try and maintain a good frame rate, they actually have to care about a lot of right. these things, right? It's like e just even a relatively simple 3D game yep. ends up having a lot of these issues come to the front. Yep. And that kind of brings me to uh, the second part about this, this topic with the, with the native code, which is the, which is the performance sort of part of it. Uh, there's, three, there's three parts that I was kind of thinking about. So the performance part. So one of the things that's interesting... Three legs that are all weak and rickety. <laughs> yes, it's, right? it's, it's not like one weak leg. Right. Nope, this table's this going table's down. This table's going down. So one of the things about performance that uh, I kind of feel like is a little pervasive is the concept that, oh, we have... Like, we have... It, it's almost like, like this sort of uh, Americanized, like, you know abundance thing like horn of plenty it's like we have so much performance yeah. it's every it's flowing all around us like yeah, we're, that we're, me crazy. we're tripping over performance yeah. and falling face first into more performance that's yeah. just around it's right, like a right. roman gala we're of performance covered in performance we vomited performance into the performance vomitorium so that we go back and eat the more performance that was over there and at on one level they're correct in the sense that like i am actually sort of a relative newcomer on the scale 
of computing in that, you know, I was born in 76. There are plenty of people who are still in the industry today who were programming games when right. I was born, right? So I'm not even one of the, but even I am old enough at this point to remember the the first five megabyte hard drive we had mm -hmm. and, you know, the fact that a 25 megahertz computer was this thing that was like insane when it happened. I was like, holy right. shit, they're so fast. Memory management units, all this stuff. So obviously, yeah, I look at stuff today and I'm like, holy shit, we have so much raw right. computing power. That's true. On the other hand, every last thing I use I that isn't thing. a game, because yep. sometimes Sucks. games are performant, mm -hmm. Every last thing I use is way slower, shitty. way laggier than yep. anything I used in 1986. Yeah. Games I ran in 1986, the OS, I ran, the freaking Amiga operating system was more respondent right. for a lot of operations than what I am given today on machines so many <laughs> more times powerful, even right. for their relative resolution. So even for the amount of data that they're actually pushing around. Yeah. So the concept that we have more performance than we need is, is totally true. not true yeah. because it's evident to me just, just even from the most trivial example, you pick up a phone, you swipe to the side, and it can't even keep up with right. your finger yep. despite having more power than things that ran at 60 frames a second at the same yeah. resolution. And despite the fact that they do ago. things like, well, we'll run the user interface at real-time priority to fix that. You're right. Like, that's not what right, you right. need to do. Right. We, you have other problems. That's what you it's need like, to There's fix. nothing on the screen, dude. There's yeah. nothing on Here, the screen. Here, let me give you a clue. Like, like yeah. when they touch that and you yeah. go through 10 levels of interpreted code Ten? to send the stupid thing to the, Yeah, it's nuts. And, 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 and the reason why that's actually kind of a hard thing, a lesson that I think is, right. har it is hard to learn after the fact instead of being the type of engineers who fight all along the way, like right. all along the project of like, are you sure you should be doing that? Are you sure you should be doing a sprint up here? Right. Right. That's like, just think about that for a second. Are you cool with that? Or is right. that cool? Right. Even little things like that. If you right. don't fight every little stage like that, then you get this accretion of little losses over time that are impossible to find. Right. They're not going to show up on a profile. They're right. just going to, it's all going to be like, oh, everything's slow. It's like, no. Right. You just wrote a lot of slow shit that's like compounded into right, this right. pile of right, slowness right, yeah. that didn't need to be there. It has to be the thing where like you literally have to fight for it. And then Carmax talked about that when they wanted to hit 60. It was like they right, needed things to test it. Yeah, they were like, uh, we need to have a system in place that if we miss, we're like, why did the, we need to know then, right. not six months. We're not going to test this when right, we're right. running at 30 and try to get to 60. That'll right, never right. work. Yeah. It has to be enforced along the way or you'll never, ever, right. ever make it. And that's true all the way across the board. Right. But it's way worse in like user interface stuff, which is running at like two or three frames a second. It's and crazy. It's still horrible. It's cra I, yeah. I don't know what goes on with those things. Yeah. And it's like, it's so weird because... Uh, you see like them shipping like more and more advanced phone hardware mm -hmm. to like try and get like you know Facebook to run right. and I'm just like it's so embarrassing yeah. it's like that you could have run on a machine from 20 years ago at yeah. speed if you had the same kind of programming ethic that you did back right. then but you don't right. you have people who will shit intermediate languages and Markup well, languages you, and parsers and shit. So that and, and people it's complain this huge it, and people are always system, like, you know? wait, it's no, like, no, no, it's way more complicated than it is now. It's and not I'm like, yeah, it's let's not just true. Lotus one two three. Right, it's a spreadsheet. Right, it works pretty much exactly the same as Excel. 
there are graphical, you can change the fonts and stuff like that. But like the core engine of what that thing was doing was there in 1982, right? right? <laughs> like that was there and it, and it was tiny and small. And it was like, it because they didn't have a choice. So there is something to be yeah. said for like giving your developers shitty hardware, just to, forcing yeah. them to do that stuff because it is just something that you have to fight. It's Someone just, need, okay, so why has no one done that? They need to give developers the dev kit and lie to them, tell them this is I the thing, and then you ship a faster, like... <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did pump it up right yeah. at the end. Uh, there is, there is, uh, well, Sony, the PSP ran at a slower megahertz than when they shipped. They bumped it up 30% and like, hey, okay, everyone got okay. faster. But there's also uh, developers that buy... Um, that stay on really low hardware, like oh, sometimes ridiculously low. Interesting. Like, um, especially the European developers tend to stay on. Okay. I mean, I had somebody that was like, they're on uh, 2.0 gigahertz AMD chips, like okay. very old machines, right. and I'm like, that's awesome. Like, you got to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably not the machine you want to do your modeling on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, right. but yeah, yeah. it's don't it, boot through your studio on that. Yeah, that's don't not run a good Premiere idea. on that. Yeah, Anything yeah, that. Bad but, idea. But yeah. uh, that said, um, in terms of writing gameplay, that's terrific. But uh, no, the interpreted thing really bothers me in general anyway, because there's some win for interpreting stuff for very dynamic things. When you want to ship something to an end user who lets them customize, there's all the good reasons for that. None of those reasons apply to people writing apps that are gonna ship on your phone right. from a pack file that they chose yeah. to install. Right. There is no win to That's doing right. that because the languages are worse. There's no question. I can complain about C and C++ uh, plus plus all day long. Right. All day long. Yeah. But there is no do. way, there is no way to say that shipping something in JavaScript is right. somehow more efficient right. yeah, no, development it's, it's cycle than that. Yeah. Especially because even for things like the, and the, the tools awesome are worse. The tools are just I was just going to say, like, the funny yeah. thing is, is you're like, oh, interpreted language, you could have debuggers that are like, oh, in respect to the... Yeah. the but no, they, don't. they don't even do yeah, that. They, they're, they're worse. Totally so most of the yeah. time, the, the yeah. embedded scripting language debugging is printf debugging. It's right. just logging the shit out of everything. Um, and that's even crazier. So, yeah. because again, like, it, these are complicated shit. And I promise you, no matter what you think your code is doing, you're wrong. Like, it is, <laughs> it just is... It, it's complicated and you might be wrong on very big drastic levels or you may be a little wrong in the way that like oh I know oh, right you know the backlink causes things to pre all that shit you're just gonna be surprised um, and the concept that you're cool even though you're shipping something onto hardware that you've written and tested for that you're cool letting the runtime JIT affect what the end user is going to see right. is just insane. Which, by the way, could change. Yeah, it, right? it's good from when you shipped it. It's gonna and and there's no win to be had there because you're not. I mean, if you were doing scripting, fine, put it in that. But like the the thing for your core app is just nuts. And the idea, a lot of time people talk about, it's like, well, it lets you run on future stuff. Oh, and, that, and, that and so that, that was you. That, you're, you hit on the third thing that I was going to talk okay. about there. Let's talk about that because okay. that's the one that is the weakest that argument. That is the worst argument ever. Mm -hmm. So to this day, yep. I am unaware of a single time when that when that mindset has ever borne out in practice. Yep. Not one, <laughs> right? Every time we are told that this is a write once, run anywhere thing, the exact opposite right. is true. 
It's the exact opposite is true. It's like, I don't care how simple it is. I don't care if it's CSS, like yep. the simplest problem domain in the world, laying out something in 2D. Right. Totally fucked up. Yep. Every, you have to test it on across hundreds of browsers, and they will all be different, right? Mm -hmm. All the way down to something like Java, which is supposed to be spec'd out and whatever, you know, you run it. It's like, nope, yep. totally didn't work. Like, look at, look at uh, how Android was supposed to happen. Why do you choose Java? Oh, because we're going to virtualize across all these different hardware things. Yep. Totally didn't work. Yep. There's like lists. You go to the you go to um, uh, uh, the humble Android bundle, and they have lists of which phones yep. will and won't run games in the bundle. Yep. It's like this mentality doesn't work. Right. It never worked. The only thing that works with code, because like you said, code is incredibly complicated. The only thing that works with code is if you can test it on the right. things you ship it on. Right. And guess End what? That's what they did story. on the humble bundle page. Is they went and tested all exactly. those devices. Yes. So, so if you did that, why didn't you write native? Why, I don't why, why wasn't they able yeah. to write native code and just test that? Which, I mean, to their credit, like I said, Android finally does have the NDK, yeah. so those games can just write but native still code. Lots, but there's still, you know, the yeah. Android is still a complete. It's disaster still a complete effort. disaster. Yes. Um, I mean, that part, the nativeness of that is really hidden. You're still like a huge, right. like huge sections of the UI go through managed right. code. Uh, I mean, it's it's just there's there's no evidence for it ever working. That's there's right. only pure faith that sometime that uh, this time is the well, time. Well, and there's plenty of evidence against good. it working, right? Yeah. There's tons of evidence no, that it does not work. Yeah. No evidence that it does work. And yet people still do things like choose an intermediate language. Right. Now, this goes exactly back to the garbage collection thing, right? Never enforce an intermediate language. Right. Provide the native language first, right. get that solid, ship a very solid native platform. I'm talking to you, Ouya, directly. <laughs> ship a solid native platform it's in which easier. people write directly yeah. to the hardware. What's funny and is then, it? wait, and then, if you would like to provide an abstraction layer, you can provide the abstraction layer and developers who would like to make a decision to save themselves the trouble of right. having to port it if they really believe that this will work, right. can write to that layer. Yeah. There is no cost to you to separate those two things out because at the end of the day, I guarantee you, the pipe dream that you have that everyone writes to this and it magically works on all the hardware you ship in the future is exactly that, a right. complete pipe dream. It has never happened. So right? here's, here's one other thing that's awesome about that is you write this thing where you're like, oh, it'll let you run on all devices. Guess what? I do need to run on multiple devices. They're not all yours. So right, which right. means I've got right. good point. I've got good a point. wrapper around right. my Objective C. Yeah. I've got a wrapper yeah. around my Java bindings. I've right. got a wrapper around my C sharp bullshit for Windows 8. It's like are, you guys don't even get this. Before, yeah. I still had to write that in C, but at least I knew what the fuck was going on. Right. Now my wrapper is just this hand wavy hope that I get the right. messages quickly. Right. And I don't, right? right. And everybody <laughs> has that problem. So it, yeah. it doesn't even make sense. And to make a big wrapper around some native interface, they I mean these native interfaces are there. Right. They don't there somebody wrote those. There is a and CPU. The, it is executing and shockingly much to Sun's dismay. Yes. Not Java, Java bytecode. Yes. Right? It is actually executing Custom compiled. For those of you who like things like garbage collection, a thing called assembly language, right? It's <laughs> ARM. Right. Actually, like executing machine code, 
And that is the thing that actually has to run at the end of the day. Right. You need access to that. Right. You have to be able to actually do that. I guess the and, and, and so it just it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then you end up with this thing where like you had to write all those native interfaces for the for the the your your wrapper and your garbage collection stuff to sit on top of anyway. So it's more work to provide this other stuff. Yes. Now the question with the Ouya, and I don't know this, and, and is maybe the NDK is technically Google's and the rest of it's free? I don't know, maybe they can't Well, this the is NDK. Why, so this is why I was asking, this is why I posted the question on Twitter, right. uh, is because I wanted someone to, because I'm not gonna spend a lot of time right now looking at the Ouya SDK, yeah. right? I'm not gonna spend, I, I, I don't have a development project plan for this thing. I was trying to figure out how hard it would be to ship something right. on the platform. Which, by the way, gets to the secret fourth leg um, of this whole thing that we haven't talked about yet. But um, so the secret fourth leg. So the thing with the with the SDK is, I just noticed it's not in there, right? So I don't know. Like maybe they do have an NDK that they're going to ship, or like I was hoping they would just say like, oh yeah, sorry, like we didn't have a chance to put that out right, yet. Right. Or you can just, or actually no, you just, just download go download it, go, yeah. go download Google's and it just works. Like, I don't know, like they could say something, but nobody was answering right. and nobody seems to know in the community. I think there aren't that many people developing Ouya games. Right. I mean, it's, it's, the, yeah. it's the sad truth of it, right? Yeah. But like, I couldn't get an answer to that question. And so I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe there is some very logical reason why they didn't provide it. I just, I or want maybe to there, maybe that. it's there somewhere and they just didn't document it. I, who knows? It doesn't look like it's yeah. in the pack that they have yeah. available, but I don't know. Um, so anyway, moving on to the mysterious fourth, fourth leg. the, uh, 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 yeah, right, the, the fourth leg of the, uh, of the, well, actually, I guess, should we move on to the fourth leg of the prom? I don't know, maybe we don't want to move on to the fourth leg of the prom just yet. No, give me have the fourth we covered, leg. have we covered everything that we want to cover in the, what, what was the, what was the? Well, I, I mean, I guess the point I would like to make to any platform developer is we already run on lots of devices. Anything you do to make it harder for me to do that and more layers for me to wrap the native stuff means more latency, more of it, and more work. Right. You're not saving me a damn thing. Right. Even if I run on Java, my Java app is not going to run on the Ouya Java app because there's going to be different right. system APIs. It's like, just don't do that. Just give us, I need to run on a lot of things, which means it's going to be C++ and C. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Guess what? There's like GCC and Clang and LLVM just right. waiting there. You yeah. can already get them. Right. You can already do the whole thing. And guess what? Your own developers are developing those crappy wrappers right. using those. Yes. So just give us access to that. Yeah. Will you'll be happier, you'll like the stuff, you'll get better games. Right. And I assume that's what you want. Yeah. Uh, you're not trying to, especially Ouya, who's like, they don't even have the argument where like, oh, we need that for security. It's like, no, they're trying to be open. Yeah, so that's like, right. Yeah. Just let us write to the machine. Yeah. We'll get way better use of that 1.5 fucking gigahertz machine, yeah, yeah, which right. is insanely fucking fast. Is that what it runs at? Well, I mean, that's it's what an Android now. Okay. Uh, well, the Tegra, I think, is more like 1.5. Well, I'm assuming right. the I mean, whatever can be clocked differently. I'm assuming yeah. they're not all clocked. It may not the same. be clocked it's because fast it's a plugin. Surface. It's yeah. a plug-in device, so it can be clocked differently yeah. and cooled differently, right? So I don't know, but I don't yeah. know much about Tegra three. I haven't shipped yeah. software for Tegra three. The Tegra three is not great. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's yeah. what I've heard. But. Yeah. Um, so the secret fourth leg, right, is existing code. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that people I don't think appreciate about games is all of the high profile game developers like the people that you actually want mm -hmm. to lead the charge because they have the most press visibility right you know 
Uh, you're talking about your Activisions, your Electronic Arts, your whatever, you know, these, these sort of the big, the big guys. And also the, you know, maybe the smaller big guys, like the, the Valve or something, the people who aren't necessarily publicly traded companies but still control a huge segment of the industry and make all the games and whatever, Bungie, etc. These people have invested, they have a, a large number of highly paid, highly skilled engineers who are writing C and C++, maybe a little assembly code, all the time. Mm -hmm. They have built up huge libraries right. of code that they rely on to ship games in a timely fashion. If you come in and say, hey, guess what, guys? You get to do all that in Java now, right? Or, oh, we kind of have a thing that compiles C, but it compiles it to the CLR thing, so hey, I hope you don't mind that all your right. stuff will run differently now, and it's a little, you know, wacky and whatever. That is get, putting such a huge headwind, mm -hmm. you know, in front of them that, that they have to compensate for, right? right? There is a huge body of work that exists for native code, for the ability to compile directly, you know, a C code base into a directly executable thing. Yep. You need to capitalize on that, mm -hmm. right? This, it's like a backwards compatibility argument. The thing that you want to be backwards compatibility with is not the Java Virtual Machine because basically you're talking about Minecraft. Like right. the one game you care about <laughs> that's ever been written in Java, that's it. That's, right. the, that's, that's all we've got, right? right? It's like every other game that anyone's ever cared about, all the other multi-million dollar franchises, all the other everything, they were all written in C. Right. And most of these places are engines that have evolved over time they don't, they don't get even, rewritten every time. Yeah, and they don't even know how they work. I mean, those people leave the company. <laughs> it's, it's, possible it's hard enough. I just <laughs> That's possibly read. true. Yeah. We don't know who wrote the vector code. It's just what we use. Right. And so don't fight that. Embrace yeah. that. Yeah. C is a lingua franca. Provide the ability to show up to your platform, right. compile with GCC or Clang or something, direct to your machine, spec your video stuff right. very cleanly with an OpenGL, whatever, just... Make it be what people understand, and you'll get the games because it yeah. won't take any work to ship them. The easiest thing I would say to anybody making a platform is ship with LLVM or uh, Clang or GCC. Yeah, people are used to it. Don't copy. Don't force me to use Sigwin or anything else. It's got to run under Windows natively. Right. Give me a reasonable debugger. It doesn't have to be a good one, but I have to be able to connect to the machine. Don't yep. make me like yep. sign shit to debug. Don't make yep. just. I should be able to given an app, yep. be able to start stepping. Right. Give me that, and then uh, there was one more one more important thing. And uh, like even even the uh, even the pressure. Oh, and then and then the other thing is don't make me use some custom thing just to just to get started. Like right, right, right. Don't don't expect me to have to go in there and look at your framework, right? To untangle it into right. something that I can use, right? Like there should be a simple loop that just draws a triangle in GL. It should be one self-contained thing. If you can compile that, I can get a game working. I can get any right. of our middleware working in days, and right. I will do it. Everyone will do it, right? But if any one of those other things happen, then it's like, uh, how many is it really going to ship? Well, yeah, exactly. then you start going in you're all doing those calculus, and then right? you're like, you've already lost. Like, because you're not going to ship as many. But fixing those small little things is all that you need to do. Yeah. Um, and they're not hard. They're, 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 this is all very small. And it should be stuff. minimal, right? It's mm -hmm. like, if I, there's some things I need, right? I need to be able to get the input. I need to get the HID device inputs, mm -hmm. right? From your, whatever your, your input chain is. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to like, you know, manage the push buffer to the graphics system and, and the memory there, right? Whatever. Mm -hmm. 
I need to be able to uh, start a looping sound. Right, start start sounds like like have a sound output stream. Right. I need to be able to get the clock, the high precision timers. Mm -hmm. You know, I need these things. They should roughly be exactly what that is. Yep. There should be like a call that says get high precision timer and it returns the high precision timer. That's it, right? <laughs> there's no class, there's no like initialize the high precision timer subsystem right. that has like this huge set of like clock classes like like no, there should just be one function that does that, right? And the closer you get to just one function that does exactly whatever the thing is that needs to be done, that is what you want. Yeah. Because like you said, everyone has to abstract it. these, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own set of ways that they handle the cross-platformness. So we don't want, need, or even like when we are presented with your framework because all we're going to have now is a problem of having to do yeah. this with the two and worse, frameworks. And worst know? case, you end up with something like Windows 8 that abstracts thread differently than literally yes. every other platform. And so then it you're like... It screws everything. It makes us have, have to rewrite one. our framework. Yeah. It's like you want the minimum possible thing that exposes the capabilities of the hardware. That is what you actually and want. That, and it's funny because that is actually just way easier. The other thing yes. is... Like the, it's the, easier for everybody. Yeah, and the frustrating and thing... And people who don't understand that, if you're people who are making products who don't have that level of understanding to be able to use those, there is, first of all, you can always add, provide libs to those people. They, mm -hmm. they can have a level yep. that sits on top of it. But even you don't even have to really worry about that because that's like what Rad can do. Like yeah. Companies can step in and fill that void for you yeah. until you do it or you don't, just don't ever have to do it. Yeah. People, you know, it's a capitalist system. Yep. If, you, if there's things that are too hard for people, that's what the Unreal yeah. Engine's for. That's what Unity's for. Yep. They can go purchase solutions by people who knew the problem domain right. and who can do specifically what but if you make happen, it really right? hard to get Unreal running on your hardware, then you may not get it. You may never get Unreal. Yeah. There may never be an Unreal Ouya yeah. because they're just like, fuck it, I don't want to rewrite this thing in Java. Right. Which so, I'm guessing they probably And then the other, the, the only other funny thing is Apple did non-native and they didn't take off till they did native. Wait, what are you and, talking about? Apple did native right at the back. No, 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 no. The, the, everyone forgets that. The first iPhone was not native programming. It was not native programming. Everyone forgets that. It was it was six months in where they were like, now you can write native apps. Really? Before it was going to be all HTML5 and bullshit like that. Like, what? Yes. They, the first version of the Apple had no native. That's important to remember. Nobody. I don't believe you. Nobody remembers this. You're right, including me. Yeah. It was non-native to begin with. Then they shipped native. Apps. I don't believe you. Android, same thing. They came out with Java first, and all you had, and not only, not only in terms well, of number. I, I'm of apps, not willing to go past this yet. So here's what I remember. I remember Steve Jobs getting up to announce the fact that now third parties could ship apps for mm -hmm. the iPhone. Yep. And he showed like Spore, uh, Light, some kind of Spore thing from EA. EA got up and yep. said we were able to get this running in no time. Or that wasn't that the first time. No, that was so, not the first. Okay, so they there was, there was before, before six that. Months. What? Who was allowed to ship six before? Six months who? before that. Who was, could ship before that? Apple. And you could ship. They were like the oh, whole really? point of this is we have a good jit. We have everything. Just make web pages. And then it, they didn't have like remember they didn't even oh, have a, I see they didn't even I, have a third okay, party okay. app store. I see what you're saying. So you're talking about before apps existed at all. You're yeah. saying what they were telling you to do is just use the web browser. Yeah, you, you could oh, do, okay. do that. Yeah, like yeah. The, and then sure. The, and yes. the, the, the Absolutely. Pro the problem was yeah. is they didn't okay. have an. They didn't. They're like, there's no advantage to native. 
And like then I there was like remember that part, but then they changed okay. the whole the yeah. whole thing. And yes. then Android, same thing. Everything was Java at first. Right. Hey, you got apps. They're all shitty and gross, and nobody yeah. likes them. Yeah. Then they do native. Windows, right. a company that is it, right. that, that has understood the value of API lock-in for yeah. thirty years. Suddenly it gets a suddenly user. goes. Let me do that, and then yeah. like two years later, oops. Okay, now you're getting native. Well, well, yeah. My bad. I mean, they're yeah. very apologetic about all. Right. This. Right. And and then you you can't keep making these same mistakes. Start with native. Add the bullshit later. Right. You totally can add the bullshit later. Right. No one's gonna care. No. No. The apps. <laughs> no. The apps are gonna totally be better. Yeah. Right. Facebook's come out and said it was a huge mistake. HTML5. Yes. When we focused a lot of our development for three yes, years did. on just HTML5. They said that was a disaster. And then they were like, that was a disaster. Now we're fully. We embrace native, yeah. and like it's only better. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it is just silly. I mean, this goes into. If you want to segue this podcast in the insanity of the Chromium uh, uh, let's do, blank so, stuff? So let's wrap it up for today, okay. for this one, okay. and then we'll do that one. So this is basically a direct plea to Ouya right this now. Is a, so to wrap up that very long and rambling discussion, which is, to be fair, what I wanted. I just wanted yeah. to get everything on the table. Because we can write you know, an article later that's like distilled yeah. down. Here's yep. the quick high-level brief. But yes, this is a direct plea not just to Ouya, but to everyone who ships a platform who maybe has a little bit of an open agenda, like to anyone who's shipping a hardware platform that I care about succeeding in the future, <laughs> just please do this because it is so easy to support a platform that comes out with well-specced hardware, C comp compilation direct to something mm -hmm. you can control right. and nothing else in the way. You can do magic wait, there. Wait, magic is a possible there. Right. And all this shit you put on top is just... Is just weighting you down. It's, it's you're the hot air balloon that's got like anvils tied around. Yeah. Like you're like, what did you put this Java shaped anvil on here for? It's like let your thing go, let it go, let it fly. So should we talk about asm.js later then? I think we need a yeah. whole. I yeah. need so an let's, entire so podcast to talk about. I think we Asm got out. We got out what I was trying to say. Uh, what I wanted us to talk about. And so Ooh, yeah. we'll save it from everything else. So, Uya, please just make a native thing. Maybe it's too late. Like, maybe the ship has sailed. I don't know. Like, maybe you can't recover. Well, because, it's sunk. Well, the you know is, what's interesting? One of the interesting things about it, right, is like, what are the first reviews of Uya that came out? They were like, it's laggy. They're like, the controller feels laggy. The frame rate feels laggy. They're talking about like, performance was the first thing they commented on. Now, that may not have nothing to do with the Java part. Mm -hmm. That may have been because, like, hardware problems. I don't know what the cause was. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm there... Not, I'm not ruling out Java. Sorry, but, right, it's, it's probably Java. But I'm saying the point there is it matters. Yeah. You cannot... Like, every little thing that you might introduce that can cause glitches, that can cause lags, that can cause you to miss a frame that makes it so that you see the stutter... That is what turns it from this kind of magical, like glassy, mm -hmm. beautiful experience, like really tactile, really feedback oriented, into fucking Xbox with the Dorito ad, where you're like, you <laughs> try to go to the next Dorito ad, and like the, the fucking flash for like Mountain Dew hasn't loaded yet, so it kind of it can't like get the it's like can't can't the Mountain Dew right, and then the Dew comes up or Reddit right, and you're like. That that just it makes you it it steps you out of that into this whole other world where you realize you're just running this shit platform <laughs> with just crap like everywhere it's just like it's all just shoved together and no one cared and no you know it's like so you you gotta get you want to get away from that because 
people like game reviewers care about this stuff. Mm-hmm. They do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and players. Care I think about it's this also stuff. something that like most people pick up on without being able to really identify why. They're just like this feels magic, yeah, they, and it doesn't. This, in, it. in fact, and this I would is, say that's even, the iPhone. Yeah. That was what the iPhone was. So the first time, the, you know, the iPhone actually compared to other. Smartphones had crazy good performance. Yeah. They were way better. So you yeah. picked it up and you touched that screen, Which and it was like perfect. slower and laggy. Right? And it's gotten slower and laggy. Right? That's yeah. John Lowe's thing. He's always talking yeah. about like how his first iPhone was great, and it's yeah. like it keeps getting worse. Yeah. But that's the thing is that even though people are not really able to articulate to you what's bad about the phone when they get the laggy phone. Like they've right. got the laggy phone, and it like I don't know, it's a feel. smartphone, whatever. They may not even mention it. They don't even think about it, whatever. But you give them that phone where someone did everything right, right. and it's like, wow. Right. They knew. It's the like they thing, know immediately that feeling, and that's the same thing is true for when you pick up that controller. When right. if it's super responsive to you and everything's perfectly smooth, it's this whole level yeah. that you go to that is just as soon as you insert this crap in there that every so often yeah. it's, it's glitchy. Well, it will, totally breaks. It I totally will breaks also the, say this: the immersion. Um, it's like a magic trick where you as, saw the card. You well, saw the guy do the card, right? Like I will it, just say it, this it breaks as well. You. As soon as we have Oculuses and you're playing an Oculus game, it's vomit. If you vomit is now, you, you, it's now instead the downside. of it being laggy, you're making your players, you're your sick. customers, yeah. sick. Yeah. So like, That's true. you, we do have a new level, and in yeah. fact, they have done point. all the tests at Valve, and they're like, we need to get yeah. to 10 milliseconds. Right. Right. Forget 60 yes. hertz. We need to be 100 hertz before yeah. it feels really tight. Yep, I believe that. Uh, and and uh, so, yeah, we just need to fight this fight yeah. all the time, all yeah. the time. So that's it. So to summarize, yes, please, please change the way we are thinking about this. It really does matter, not just to like old school curmudgeonly people. The results matter. And you can't go around inserting this kind of cruft. It has to be bare metal. You want to put the cruft on top, got to be optional. That is is my plea. And and basically... This podcast has been like an hour to say this, so it's it, we've got some cruft as well yes. to like work Don't on. Don't follow this podcast model <laughs> when you are making your operating system. Just follow our advice. Follow the, do what we do what we say, right. not what, what we, we do. do. Right. Because like yes, right. we have we have inserted right. all of the cruft. We have a, we're like a we're a Java VM this podcast. <laughs> we're like meta executing all oh, of the Oh, we're gonna points. stop and then it yeah. just totally garbage. Garbage collects, collects yeah. yeah. Right. All right. All right, thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.